Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Portrait. I am Renzi. After dark, let's roll. Uh, shout out to my boy John Lerner. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to thank him uh, for the uh, the Viva uh, Viva LA Dodgers um, skull and uh, light. Uh, so we're kicking it uh, here, as you can see. Uh, for those of you that are tuning in on the video feed, it actually is pretty badass. Pretty pretty badass. And I got to be honest with you, I did not know that it lit up. I was drunk and I dropped it. <laughs> it's a true story. I was drunk and I knocked it over and it started flashing. I was like, man, I knew. I, 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 I thought that it did because there was like batteries in a switch, but I thought it was broken. I was like, I don't know, because I said, where'd you get this? Oh, thanks. He goes, ah, I got it in a flea market. I was like, I don't know, maybe it just doesn't work and it's supposed to light up. Yeah, basically, it's just very sensitive. Like, you got to sort of touch the batteries lightly and sort of place it and, and, and stuff like that. You got you to be very sensitive with it. Um, I've always thought, actually, you know what? I've light, I want to get a more darker set for the late show. It's too bright. You know I mean, I have the same lighting as I do on the TV show, and it's like it's late night show. Uh, but I've got to come up with the right. This is too dark, but it's too bad because when the lights are on, you know, too much, you can't really see how cool this thing is. It's very like uh, it's very badass. <laughs> it's like the mariachi, mariachi Dodger skull, except like his eyes are lit up and stuff. Like, and it's too bad it doesn't fully. It looks cooler in person, but it looks pretty cool right now. Uh, but I, I got to come up. Uh, I'm gonna have to come up with a new lighting system for the nighttime show. And just by chance, right now, the the Vancouver Canuck <laughs> jersey I'm wearing, it's actually glowing. I got a glow in the dark thing going on here. It is a late night show, right? Like that's the way you know. That's the way it used to be. When we were when we were on the Score Television Network, we did the gambling show at dinner time, and we did Sports Rage at night, just like now. And it was the same thing. Remember, it was the right. It was normally lit, and at nighttime, it was more of a nighttime feel. It was like darker. I dimmed the lights in the studio and stuff. But like I said, I I never. Uh, we're doing this on the fly right now. I tried right before the show, and I was like, man, it's just too dark. Like it's either too dark or you can't see the Dodger light, basically. But what I got to do is I just got to get some more lights in here. Some other sort of signs with lights and whatever, you know. Just got to brighten it up a little bit. I'll get a, uh, get a little bit more of a late night feel to, to, to the program. Andrew McCannis will step up and then we'll get into the, to, to the, the pucks. The pucks! Big win for the Vancouver Canucks. Dave Sherapan enjoyed it in Las Vegas. Said he was watching. He sent me a message here. Said he was watching a game with his family, who were all cheering for uh, Vegas. But he had money on Vancouver, so he was quiet. <laughs> he didn't tell them. <laughs> They're sitting there cheering for the local team. He's sitting there with money on Vancouver. He sent me a tweet. He's like, yeah, I didn't tell them. I'm just sitting here quietly. 
Oh yeah. Thanks, me, Gene. Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between breaking it down in the late night hours. Let's do this thing. Thanks to Eric Pinkus from the Bleacher Report uh, for uh, for joining us. Uh, we've had some great guests uh, this week. Uh, basketball will continue to do so. Thanks to Matthias doing a great job uh, lining up our crew uh, this week. I believe we got Mo DeKeel on the radar uh, tomorrow. Big fan of Mo. We've got to get our boy Pete Annapolis uh, on, one of our longtime basketball contributors as well, Coach James Young. Has been kicking with us on a nightly basis on game time decision. So basically, what happened uh, this evening uh, was the Brooklyn Nets get it done, but Cleveland cover the number, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves cover the number because the Clippers could not uh, get it done. I think that's the way, uh, best way of breaking down what happened this evening. Carl Anthony Towns fouls out of the basketball game with about seven minutes left. You know, it's about six fifty-four. I think we want to be exact off the top of my head. And the Clippers are unable to hang on to a double-digit lead. Anthony Edwards absolutely goes off. It was a special moment in Minneapolis. Was it a little bit overdone, considering you just want to play in-game? Yes. Um, I would say, you know what? I, a part of me wants to be old school and say, come on, man. But, you know, like Act like you've been here before. But number one, they haven't been there before. And number two... This, you know what, them celebrating like that, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm more old school, but remember when the, uh, I think it was the Detroit Tigers. Remember it was, what, Kenny Rogers? I think it was the Tigers. So when they went to the World Series, they did, like, victory laps and the whole nine yards. Like, basically in hockey, when you win the conference, you don't touch the trophy. Like, totally, like, I'm of that mentality. Like, hockey guys. You're like, yeah, no, no, we don't celebrate winning a conference championship. We will after, like, together, we'll have some drinks, but, like, we don't touch the trophy. We're not going to celebrate and act like we did something. That's just bad luck. Like, I sort of feel the same way, but it's the same thing, like, what we noted earlier in the March Madness. Like, I had never seen people cut the, the nets down for going to the Elite Eight <laughs> before. <laughs> hey, the team's going to the Elite Eight, and they're cutting down the nets. I'm like, Ooh. Cutting down the nets. You're supposed to cut down the nets on Monday night. That's the whole deal. You, the, the, the dream is to cut down the net. Not, hey, did you cut down the nets? Oh, yeah, yeah. When I made it to the Sweet 16, we cut the nets down. But, hey, there's nothing wrong with having fun. I'm not going to tell people to get the hell off my lawn. At least not for this. But I've got my eye on you. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. I got to call myself out for that. <laughs> I'm going to call the crew out and say, come on, man. My mic was on. 
my mic was on and without looking instinctively i turned it uh, off and started talking and i realized oh it was already on and you figure that since there's a big ass red light in front of me <laughs> that i would know this <laughs> so i call myself out that's a foul on morency hey hey morency hey get it together I called myself out as a coach. I'm on the list there. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on the list. You know what? I was kind of distracted a little bit. I'm sort of looking around the lighting situation here. Um, we're sort of working with this on the fly right now. We're doing some uh, mid-show experiments for the uh, the video feed. I guess I could do this at some time, but I don't know, I'm not on. Like, we're on all the time. So when are we going to do it? Figuring it's the best time, trial and error. It's a little bit too bright right now. We're trying to get that right balance. It was a little bit too dark before, but uh, we'll, we'll get the balance. I'm going to have to work on this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to figure this out. We're going to get more of a uh, late night uh, vibe, like I said. Uh, we got a nice set here and stuff, but the, it's too bright. You know what I mean? It's like, especially like we have the same lights as we do on a TV show in prime time. Should be a little bit cooler and more, more laid back. Um, like Andrew McKinnis, cool and laid back. What's going on, McKinnis? Wager talk. How you doing, McKinnis? See, that's a nice segue right there cool and laid back how much nicer can i be what's going on mckinnis what a compliment man what a great segue thanks for having me gabe good to be here man yeah. so i didn't say i didn't say uh wins all the time great capper i say he's cool and laid back i'm kidding <laughs> so now i get the shot day of the week yeah, 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 he's, he's cool and laid back you're like you know you're like a vancouver canuck fan you're cool and laid back uh although too late <laughs> in the stands eh <laughs> yeah although yeah i tweeted about that People think that, like, oh, I do this, I'm coming at some fan base and that, but no, I'm equal with everything. And the, the, the players have talked about it. Um, it's pretty recognizable that, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's quiet as hell, man. Like, even when the Canucks score, like, the, the fans are either negative or quiet. Like, even when things are going well. And there's a difference between being baked. I get it. You're smoking good weed, you're going into the arena, and you're all chill, and, like... <laughs> You're fighting for a playoff spot with Vegas. It's it's 3-2. They took a 4-2 lead. Half the people didn't even stand up, McKinnis. They clapped. They sat down and just clapped. It's like, hey, you're not at Disney on ice at the ice capades here, huh? It's like, come on, man. Like, bang on the glass. Make some noise. And the thing is, hockey is, hockey is a sport that you can pick the team up. Right, like hockey players, they feed off the energy. Like when it's quiet and you're not, things aren't going well. Like there's a reason I tweeted it out. Like the "Go Habs Go" chant isn't just for jackasses to go and scream "Go Habs Go," right? Like in the old days, like it's it's reserved. You know what I mean, McKinnis? It's like the special sort of it's reserved. All right, listen, things aren't going well. We need to give them a you know a little picker up here. Yeah, remind them, hey, you're not alone. You're not alone. Like the Canuck players kind of feel alone out there and I, I and there's a reason they have a better record on the road because they embrace it at least on the road and a lot of hockey players will tell you this and, and athletes as a whole a lot of guys like playing on the road more um they'll tell you mckinnis ken danico told me this and you know something about playing the playoffs because i was talking about the great ranger uh, devils rivalries in the old days and he was talking about how they got a police escort and like oh you know it's just so really over the top in the old days devils rangers and I said to him, uh, what was it like? And he told me, he goes, man, there was nothing better. He goes, nothing better than winning in Madison Square Garden in the playoffs and shutting that, the, you know what I mean? Shutting the fans up. Right. Like the rush, he goes, the rush that you get from like shutting an entire arena up is just, he goes, it's unbeatable. He goes, it's better than winning at home. He goes, when you play it at home, the, you, know, the, 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 you hear the crowd and just sort of, you take it for granted, kind of. But he goes when you shut down a team uh, on a road. But I'm just saying, the, the Vancouver fans, a little chill. But I'll tell you what, the hockey team's bringing it right now, McKinnis. That's four wins in a row for them. They're making a race to this thing. They're still in this. They're showing a lot of grit. They're showing a lot of heart right now. Four wins in a row for the Canucks. Yeah, I was going to say, Gabe, I mean, there's a reason why uh, soccer, or as they call it in Europe, football has the biggest home advantage in all the sports because the point. crowds are nutcases. That's crazy chat the whole go. time. Oh, yeah. the whole time. Even when it's you're down, they don't shut up the whole time. You're right. Like, Gabe, I'm, I'm in a Facebook group for our uh, local team, uh, for like the semi-pro team we have in Halifax, and they actually like pre-plan these chants. Like, all right, guys, like, hear the lyrics for this chant or this song we're going to sing this weekend. And I'm like, 
what is this? Like, I've never been a part of this before. And they're letting everybody know, like, hey, if you want in, All right, so hold on, Mikus. So, yeah, there's definitely. Now you're there's telling definitely, us about uh, your softball league. What's going on here? Uh, well, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> what are you playing? What, saying, are you, what, like, what league are you in? What are you playing? Were you playing soccer? I'm not talking about my league. I'm talking about, like, the professional league in Halifax, the soccer, the Canadian oh. Premier League. Um, oh, this story's even worse then. <laughs> I'm just saying, soccer has outstanding crowds, and it makes a difference. Anyway, yes, the Vancouver Canucks are playing uh, well. This is worse than your Boston Celtic jersey story. God. Well, if you would let me. Okay, so yeah, nice. All right, go on, go on. Save yourself here. <laughs> I'm not saving myself from anything. I was just talking about how great crowds are in soccer, but you didn't really give me the chance. No, I'm but just saying uh, nobody yeah, cares country. about the crowd chant and the stupid soccer team, all right? I want to be a jerk. Well, you don't, I'm clearly. But no. yeah, plus, <laughs> plus 400 is what I have on the Canucks to win or to make the playoffs. And I, I've given up on it several times, but now they keep on making me like hold off hope, Gabe. They're playing as a team. And Thatcher Demko is playing very well, too. I mean, he has just been rock solid between the pipes. I'm not going to lie to you. I had Vegas tonight, and uh, I knew coming on this show, uh, you had Vancouver, and I was. Not looking forward to that one, but um, you know, I had I had uh, Vancouver in the last meeting, and this is the third time they met in the last three weeks. And I said to myself, "Man, you know, Vegas is getting healthier. Every game for Vancouver has been kind of a must-win. I thought they might be worn down, but I was very impressed with Vancouver how they played tonight." Uh, and uh, for the record, I'm just uh, we've been hard on everybody, McKiss. Uh, that's our new thing here. You should tune into Game Time Decisions. The bullets are flying. Like uh, there's been a lot of yelling on the show. Uh, Cam, me, Sharapan uh, scared half the time. Coach James Young gets caught up in it. You got to get a ISO shot sometime. Gabe. Our guest gets scared. Is just Sharapan's face, like reacting to what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, there's been a lot of the, the people get defensive about their. It's, it's, it's good old fashioned. Uh, it's fun. It's the playoff time. We need a little uh, energy and spite. A little, uh, little energy and uh, spite. See, I start because I'm just getting. I'm getting mad now with the lights. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Now I got. I got to fix this. <laughs> well, I, I turned on your YouTube while you were talking about it. I was like, well, I got to see what he's talking about here. Um, so is that what you want? Are you, you do you not like how it is right now? Or no, did you, you see it when it was pitch black though? Did you see me in the dark? No, I, I can only see oh, it right that's now. A, all right, no, yeah, it was better in the dark. So look, I'll lower my head. You see the see the Dodger thing? It glow, it, it lights. You see? Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm not now. number one. My bald head is in the way, so I got to move. I'm just sort of put off by it. I'm like, right, number one, I got to move that thing. It's too cool for my bald head to be blocking. <laughs> so I got to move that, and then it just sort of bothered me. And I told it's a true story, McKinnis earlier. I'm an idiot, so I don't know if you see it right now. So look, look how bad that, look how badass that thing is. Uh, it's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. What so, I don't want you to block, Gabe, that Raptors banner because. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming out, man, and I'm ready, man. I am ready for this series. Yeah, so the, the, this Dodger thing, I didn't even know it lit up. I had it for like two months. I was waiting for baseball season. As a lockout, I didn't put any baseball gear up, or I was waiting for the baseball season. So I was like, all right, now it's here. And I saw that there was batteries there, but I didn't think it worked and stuff. And like I said earlier, my kids, I was drunk one night, and I knocked it over, and um, it started flashing and lighting up. And I was like, oh, look at this. I was like, man, it's pretty cool, right? So, but I swear, I never got it to work for like months. And I don't know, my hands were finally, I got the right touch. And I realized it's one of those deals where it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. Like, don't put the batteries in properly. Just sort of loosen and like, you know, sort of like uh, duct tape. You know what I mean? Duct tape won't fix it. It's, uh, it's broke. But I, I sort of had to do it yourself and it works now. All right, we'll get to some picks next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I can't believe we're on the Canadian Olympic basketball team. Yep, it's just that easy. Wow, that was close. You can be the center. Anthony Thomas in our chat says that uh, if I had a girlfriend, I wouldn't snap at people. I don't know, Anthony. Maybe I'd be snapping more. <laughs> yeah, cause, 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 I like yeah. that one, Gabe. I like yeah, well, well, thank you, because like, cause, yeah, I know, because because uh, married people are always, always just nothing but happy all the time. I know, like, <laughs> like actually, I actually think it's the opposite. So, no, why don't you just cut to the chase, Anthony? No, I don't need to go. What you're saying is I need to be having more sex. But even then, no. Even then, that wouldn't, you know. You just sort of have to accept who you are at, at, at a certain point in your life, Anthony. Right? Like, it wouldn't matter. Like... I'm just an intense person that gets upset about things quickly, and then I'm not after. Right? It's just uh, I'm like an old school coach, McKinnis. You know what I mean? Like I'd be. I'm not coaching Honestly, snaps for a second. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, uh, yeah, I snap for a minute. Hey, hey, what's there, everybody? You an idiot? Like, and then after, like, I'm on to the next play. And I pat you on the back on the bench. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, you're the kind you of know. coach where, like, after the game, you're out at the team dinner and like just telling jokes and everything's all good. Like, you don't even remember what happened in the game. No, no, exactly. But then at times to be like, God, this guy's a jerk. But then it'd be like, Nah, nah. It's just because it's in the, it's you know, there's a time and a place for everything, right? That's the way I look at things. <laughs> so, time. but that's the way my coaches were. Right, like uh, most of them. I mean, I, I had some real psychos, but um, <laughs> but <laughs> I had a few I've like real, coaches before. That's for sure. I had, a, I had a few mean guys. Not too many though. Like I, I'm not. You know, everyone says that all the time in Kittness, right? Like they sort of exaggerate. Oh, my guy was the meanest and stuff. I don't have the meanest guys, but sort of the old school. Like put it this way. Like I don't think the guy was mean, but he used to hit hit us with his stick in practice, which you, you wouldn't be allowed to do now. Like, you wouldn't be allowed to be hitting 12-year-old kids and 14-year-old kids with a stick, right? Like, basically, if you weren't, like, we had a drill. Like, everyone would skate, and he'd skate behind you. And if you weren't skating fast enough, he'd, like, whack you real hard in the ass with the stick, right? And the whole the deal was, hey, skate faster than the old guy, and you won't get hit. I have heard stories about Patrick Waugh in Quebec right now with the Remparts. I've heard he's oh, he's a nut job. Yeah, no, that guy's a nut job, bro. I love him. He's the best. He's one of the best goalies. I don't know if he's the best ever. He's one of the best goalies ever. But well, what do you hear about the Remparts? What's he doing to kids? Just well, I've just ver- heard he's verbally, a ab- verbally abusing them. <laughs> well, that yeah, of course. Like, I mean, but there's uh, you know just. These kids are 16 years old, right? When you go off to the queue, if you're good, you play your 16-year-old year. You're a rookie. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're not, if you don't speak French, you know, if you're from Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and you're going off to Quebec, I mean, you know, it's just torture. And uh, you think this guy's, you know, this is Patrick Waugh. He's amazing. Oh, you think he's, he's going to be, be all guy. nice he's and stuff. Right? <laughs> well, you know the Demko story, right? Uh, did, uh, did I tell you the Demko story with Patrick Waugh? Where it wasn't you on the air? No, right. So yeah, it just came out recently. That uh, was like recently came out this story. Thatcher Demko told the story exactly this. 
that when he he was coming out of Boston College into the um, into the uh, the NHL, that uh, he was very excited that he was going to meet Patrick Waugh because he was interviewing with all the teams, basically, with a bunch of teams. And Colorado were drafting. You know, he didn't think Colorado were going to draft him, but it was like a, like he even told his parents, and like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I can't believe I'm about to meet Patrick Waugh in an interview at the draft. Patrick Waugh comes in and sits down and tells him, uh, like Thatcher Demko in college used to dance like during the like the the breaks and stuff to the music in the arena, like he'd have fun and sort of play to the crowd a bit and stuff. So Patrick Waugh sat down and told him, he said, "You're you're that kid that dances during the game, right?" And uh, he goes, "Yeah, yeah." And I, I, he goes, "That's an honor to meet you." And Patrick Waugh goes, "I think you look like an effing fool out there." He goes, "I would never have a player like you on my team ever. I would never draft you." And gets up and walks out. <laughs> wow. And. Like, the worst part is, like Demko said, he goes, you know, he could have just not met me. But Patrick Hall went out of his way to meet this kid to say, I think you're a clown. I'll get you the exact quote. He goes, I think you look like a fool. I would never have a player like you on my team. We want guys to compete, not people that uh, are clowns. And he got up and walked away and <laughs> crushed Thatcher Demko's dreams. So what kind of person does it take to do something like that, though, Gabe? Take time out of their day. I know, I know. Especially like a three-time champion, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, you're a three-time champion. Like, your buddies were Michael Jordan and stuff. Like, like you got to like, go crush, this, crush this guy, this kid. You're going to go just go out of your way to tell him you're a clown. And it wasn't like a motivational thing that after, like, oh, I put my arm around you. Yeah, I was just trying to. No, like Patrick Wad just said, I think you're a clown and walked out of the room to a kid. <laughs> so, so I imagine right now, Gabe, between you and me, coaching, I yeah. guarantee you he is terrorizing the kids on his team right now. Like, I yeah. guarantee you their parents are all like, you know, oh, it's Patrick Waugh, and they're like scared and telling him, Dad, you have no idea what he's like in real life. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, imagine hearing that story about Demko, and then now imagine being a 16-year-old kid doesn't speak French in Quebec. That's tough. Dude, like, he's a... Uh... You know what's crazy? He's a really nice guy. Sort of like kind of what we were talking about. Like, he's really nice until he's not. You know what I mean? Like, I, I met him. I met him a bunch of times. And I used to watch football with him. I'm not saying, oh, I was, I'm best friends with Patrick Watt, but we used to go to the same sports bar. And he liked me because I'd never talked. We'd never talk about hockey. And, hey, who you on, Patrick? And he used to fill out. He used to play parlays. And, hey, I'm on the Bengals. And you know what I mean? Well, hey, Pat, and he would give him a little look, but you wouldn't really say much. And he was a really cool dude. But, you know, at the same point in time, like, I mean, the guy puts people in headlocks all the time in Kansas, right? He's famous for, like, how many fights has he been in with other coaches? Which is kind of rare for coaches to fight, but not really in junior hockey. It's kind of old school nut job stuff in Quebec. But he waits for you in the parking lot, Matthias, uh, 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 McKinnis. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing, it's like, bro, you're you're a grown man Hall of Famer. Like, you're going to wait for another guy in a parking lot that's a nobody to fight this guy because he said something to one of your kids. Like, whatever. Like, he's a full-on nut job, bro. Why do you think the Canadians don't let him in the building? <laughs> like, every time it gets you hear, oh, the Canadians should hire Patrick Watt. Why do you think they don't want that? They know. Yeah, They're like, this happen? guy's a psycho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's a reason it doesn't happen. I love him, too. I love him. But I'm just I'm calling it like it is. People, listen, you know, you know the junior hockey scene. People don't realize how crazy it is. There, there was a story of a kid. He was playing in the Ontario Hockey League, and these are all the players getting ready to go to the NHL. Same thing, like you said, the kid's from Russia, okay? Doesn't speak English. He's from Russia. He doesn't know anybody. He's kind of nervous and scared. He's like 16 years old. And he gets on the team bus, and they're going to play at Michigan. And... The kid doesn't have his paperwork, his visa and stuff yet. So most sane coaches, you know what they would do? They would leave him back home, McKinnis. You know what they did? I won't name the team, but you know what they did? <laughs> they stopped before the border. They told the Russian kid to get in a hockey bag in the equipment with the equipment in the bus. And no. they, they smuggled him in. <laughs> they smuggled him in. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. 
the kid got out after like crying, called his agent and like all these NHL agents were like, what the F are you guys doing? You put the kid in a hockey bag, right? Like, <laughs> I swear to like, God, my job. And there's stuff, I can't, I can't even say it. There's stuff I can't like obviously say like, but I can't imagine I can't imagine the stuff that's really going on. Well, that's on. the thing, Gabe. You asked me on air, you know, <laughs> well, what are some of the stuff you've heard? I mean, I can't tell you the stuff I've heard. <laughs> yeah, but listen, if you're a 16, 17-year-old and you're playing junior hockey, it's okay to be verbal. I don't believe in verbal abuse. Like, i got to be real. Like, I don't – getting yelled at by a coach, there's a level to it where, like, you know what I mean, if they tell you you're, like – you know what I mean? If they're mean about it, but I don't mind the old coaching, but I think Patrick Wild probably does destroy people. <laughs> like I would imagine that he breaks kids' hearts. Yeah. The Quebec Rampire might, might be leading the league in uh, players requesting trades <laughs> out of there. Well, is that a thing? Yeah, I can actually look at it. That's a good. You can almost, well, it speaks for itself, that stuff. They're all nut jobs in that stuff, bro. They're the, the Niagara Ice Dogs, man. The, 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 the owner's got $500,000. They're not saying what he said, but it's got to be pretty bad. <laughs> He's got to find half a million dollars for comments in a chat room. And they weren't racial, uh, for the record, but they were over-the-top bullying and homophobic. Right? So, basically, that's the thing in hockey. Right? These coaches will bully the kids. Like, let's just be real. And you know what's funny, McKenzie? We'll get to some picks here. We've got a break coming up. But, look, my grandfather played pro hockey. Uh, my uncle played in the NHL. My grandfather was a linesman. He played in the Olympics for Team Canada. I could have played. I, would, I couldn't have played in the NHL, but I was a good hockey player. And I could play college hockey. And I got offered a contract in Europe and stuff. So, I, I know hockey. I grew up, like, with different style of coaches and stuff. But I can tell you, the best coaches I ever had were always nice guys. The jerks, it never works. Unless you're Scotty Bowman and you got Guy Lafleur. And I'll tell you, Scotty Bowman wouldn't work if you didn't have Guy Lafleur, Larry Robinson, and Ken Dryden and everything. It does not work. Like, even Vince Lombardi was not a jerk. Like, Vince Lombardi was a funny guy and had jokes. He was serious about winning, but he was a funny and fun guy to be around. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. Yeah, just the last to wrap up the coach stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, I yell, oh, I'm a hard-ass old school. But like I said, there's a massive difference between telling someone, hey, McKinnis, pick it up, and... And whatever, and like demeaning people, right? And telling some kid, hey, you're a piece of crap. You're never going to amount to anything, like all that type of stuff. I didn't have that. Like, I never really had to deal with that. But, like, I was just going to say, like, I had one coach. The guy was just an angry dude, man. He was an angry, drunk type guy. 
He was getting divorced. You know what I mean? His kid was on the team. He was like a real, he was extra mean. Like, you know how some like hockey dads, like they'll be nice to their kid. He was extra mean to his own kid. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, he was extra mean to his own kid. And he thought his own kid was like really good. And his own kid was like, he knew he wasn't good. Like he, he was just an average player. Like, but so he was like, hey, what the F's wrong with you? So everyone else is like, yo, man, lay off your kid, like, basically. So it was like a hostile thing. And he was drunk, and, like, people would see him at the strip club all the time. And, like, people were like, oh, yeah, he's all wasted. Like, he got busted for drunk driving all the time. So, like, he's telling you what to do. It's like, bro, like, man, you know what I mean? You got your own life is a mess. You going to tell us what to do? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they got, like, crazy, like, I got a lot of crazy stories, man. Like, uh, but, um I was a last shout out though, like shout out to my coaches, the Donnelly brothers, the Quebec Nordiques. They play for the Quebec Nordiques. Nicest guys. Like I said, they played in the NHL. They were serious. And when they tell you something, you knew you'd listen because they played in the NHL. So I was like, all right, this guy played in the NHL. He's telling me this. So I'll, I'll listen. And, but it's just funny how times change. Like, I guess I was 15. I wasn't like 12 or something. I don't know. I was about four. I was 14, 15 at the time. And uh, it was pretty cool. Like, if we won. If we won, we would uh, we would get beer. That was like the motivation. There's always going to be a dark side of hockey, and beer is the dark side of hockey, right? But and I hate to say it because beer is not a gateway drug to anything. But McKinnis, uh, you know the deal, as you know, you and I have discussed. Hockey is a pretty devious kind of behind the scenes. These guys are real deviant, some of them, and it's because of the beer that starts it all. Right, they start boozing it up as like 13 and 14 year olds, and then by the time they're 20, they're grizzled vets, and they're they're just bad people. <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but not not everybody, not every a lot of good guys, but a lot, a lot yeah, you hear a lot of stories. But anyways, all this because we brought a Patrick Wallace somehow. Um, and real quick, important to mention as well. You and I have think have discussed this before, but uh, you know, a lot of the tough guys, the fighter guys, that you see on the ice end up being the nicest guys off the ice. And you hear stories about all the time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Use, you know, the Taylor Halls of the world, um, you know, might be a little bit different for guys <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, well, it's usually the cute little, like, the Patrick Kane, little troublemaker. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Little stars, right? They get, they get, yeah, and it's just anyways. So, um... All right, so speaking of the Raptors and the Sixers, like you said, well, you know, the smack talk is out there. Raptor fans are, are always pretty defensive about everything, and I get it, but I, for a reason, to a certain extent, I get it. Like, the Raptors overall are a disrespected team from the, the American media. The average fan never sees them, but then has opinions on them and stuff, but never actually ever watches them play. Yet the odds makers respect them, and smart basketball people respect them, and it's evident in their points spreads as they're you know they're four and a half point underdogs in game one. They're plus one fifty in the series. My prediction is the Raptors win the series in six games. Plus five hundred is the payday to win in six, or it goes seven, and then they lose in seven. I, you know, I don't know if the Raptors would win game seven in Philadelphia. It would be tough. I'm not saying they couldn't. could come down to the wire. But my, I think that the best way to approach it is Raptors plus 500 to win in six. And you can take the series. The series to go seven, McKinnis, is plus 195. You don't have to pick who's going to win. You could just say, hey, it goes six. Six games is plus 195. Seven games is plus 195. But a lot of different ways to approach this uh, this series. Who are you taking? What do you like? Well, I really like what you said there because uh, there's so many different ways you can bet now and looking at the series betting exact results or, you know, betting them in six or betting them in seven. I don't think the Raptors are going to win in five or four. Um, So I'm right there with you. I like the Raptors in six. Um, I think that – I think they split in Philly. I think there's a really good chance they can take both at home. Um, and then I'm not exactly sure on the order to come in after that. But, I mean, I really think that um, I always talk about depth in every sport I break down with you. But when you look at the size, the height, the ability to make that extra pass, uh, that extra guy to step up that you might not expect, the Raptors have. You know, I keep seeing you talking about the mainstream media uh, talking about, well, who is that guy on the Raptors? 
that is my favorite thing about the Raptors. They have that guy, but they have also that those guys, several people that can make a difference. Um, if you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, it's going to be the Embiid and Harden show, and if they don't show up, those guys are the blame. The thing with the Raptors, they've got several guys that contribute. They're long defensively. They get after it on the fast break if they get a turnover. Um, I, I feel like the plus 150, it's a bet I've already made, but I think the price could even be a little shorter. So I like that plus 150 for the Raptors to win the series. No, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good breakdown. I think you raised some good points uh, there as far as the Raptors' versatility. And it's interesting because one of the issues for the Raptors earlier in the year was their lack of depth. Right, and they're short bench. They're very Villanova-like. You know, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is. Uh, I like what uh, what Eric Pink has said earlier. That Nick Nurse is a uh, angry Ted Lasso. <laughs> like I love that. I, I I don't know Ted Lasso. I don't watch the show, but I know I know who he is and all that. So I, I did get a kick out of that. But the thing with the Raves, a good point to your race. Like the the Sixers, you everything goes through Embiid. So it's Embiid, Harden. Listen, Maxie's a good offensive player, right? And but as it's a good point to your race. This is about Harden. This is about Embiid. They are only two guys. Maxie is a kid. The Raptors can it could be any one of the different guys that could beat you on any given night, right? Siakam can go off for thirty. Van Fleet can go off for 24. Gary Trent Jr. could get hot. Scotty Barnes is a load to deal with. And then when you talk about Embiid, like Nick Nurse is a much better tactical coach than, than Doc Rivers is. Let's just call that for what it is. So Nick Nurse is going to throw things at the Sixers that they haven't seen before, and they're going to get confused at it. And, you know, they listen, Doc Rivers knows more about basketball than I do, but one thing, McKenna, is that they, the Raptors do against these star players and big dudes, and they did it against Giannis. Uh, they're going to do it again, I guarantee you. They're just going to they're going to harass him, man. They're going to rotate guys on Embiid and wear him out physically. Embiid already looks tired all the time. He's been carrying his team all year. All right, let's make them run. Number one, don't set up in a half court. Make the Sixers run up and down the court. Harden is out of shape. He's not in shape. Uh, Embiid is in shape, but you can wear this guy out. He's been carrying them. You get him going. You get Embiid in a little bit of foul trouble, and you can do it by just sending people in waves, bro. It's like, all right, we're going to put Boucher on Embiid for uh, like four minutes here. You know I mean, just sort of mini blocks like college basketball. And tell Chris, don't worry, bro. Take a couple of fouls if you have to. Get in his face. Rough, you know what I mean? Just get frustrated him a little bit. And then, boom, after that, hey, suddenly you got Prince Achua in your face. Then you got a double team with Siakam coming in down low, swatting at you. And let's not forget, Scotty Barnes is, he's a rookie. He's already one of the best defensive players in the NBA. Scotty Barnes is a low too, man. They, the, the Raptors, like, they're very good at swatting their hands. They're all long dudes. Love the matchups. I'm not saying they can't. I'm not saying it's a lock. The Raptors gonna win, but the, 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 this game is gonna. I think the Raptors in six, or it goes seven, and then you do with it what you will. But I think it's a prolonged series here, and I think the Raptors are gonna beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Not to mention as well, the uh, the Sixers have a lot of negativity around them. The Philly fan will turn on you right away. They're going to turn on Harden if he has a bad game. Like, if the if the Raptors can steal game one on Saturday, McKinnis, it'll be beautiful. Like, it'll be nothing but negativity for three days, four days in between games in Philadelphia. They'll be one to fire Doc Rivers already. You know what I mean? Put pressure on them early. I think the Raptors plus one and a half, uh, minus 152 is a good bet in the series as well. I love what you said there, and I think you talk about the coaching comparison, Nick Nurse and Doc Rivers. Obviously, yeah, we can only talk for so like, – there's so much we could say about Doc Rivers and his resume that he has, but we're living in a world right now where L.A. Lakers are, are talking about, or at least we're seeing in the media, about picking up a coach from the Toronto Raptors. I mean, that's a different world that I never thought we'd be living in. Nick Nurse is a great coach. The number one thing I like about him, Gabe, and, and everybody, remember I said this, because the tempo is going to be the biggest thing for Nick Nurse. You talked about it. Get after him. Put pressure on these guys. You know, run the floor. Yeah. But in a, in a snap of the fingers, Nick Nurse will, will change. You know, to a 1-3-1, to a 2-3. No, exactly. I mean, he is the best coach at changing. And if you notice, his point guards are always looking to the sidelines. They're so receptive to feedback. It's not a me, me, me show. It's a team show. And 
that that's genuinely why I think they're a better team because they play as a team, but they also listen to their coach and they can adapt and change. You know, um, I, I do think though, Gabe, that low scoring games uh, will really help out um, the Raptors. U- utilizing the clock and stuff like that. If it's a trading baskets, I'm not sure if I like the chances for the Raptors if they're going back and forth all game long. Uh, I wouldn't. I uh, wouldn't uh, agree with that. I would. I wouldn't agree. You don't want to get the last thing you want to do is let them set in a half court and slow the pace down. You want to run Embiid's ass into the ground. Basically, the Raptors want to play the same damn way that they played against Philadelphia all season long. And and what's that? Like what? What were the scores uh, of the the Raptor games when they played Philadelphia this year? It's always the same thing. What was it last time? Off the top of my head, last time was 119-114. And the game before that, it was very similar. So it's 119-114. Uh, you have a lower one that you called. You got it at 93-89. 114-109. Hmm. They're the four games they played this year. Raptors beat them 115-109. Philadelphia beat the Raptors 114-109. And then the two games they played twice since Harden has been there. And the Raptors beat them 93-88. And then the Raptors beat them like last week or two weeks ago, whatever, 10 days ago, uh, 119-114. And to be honest, that game, the Raptors were up by more. And they didn't have OG or Van Fleet in that game either. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sitting here bigging up on oh, the Raptors this, Raptors that. I think the Raptors are better than the Sixers are as a team and a playoff series, number one. And number two, Philadelphia are going to implode like they always implode. There's too much negativity. Rivers wants out. Embiid's always a a foul away from getting hurt all the time. Every time he goes down, you think he's hurt. You know what I mean? Harden sucks. I I don't fear Harden. I'm worried about Maxi. As a a Raptor fan, I'm like, man, this kid Maxi's going to be a problem. Like, man, like he went off the last time we played against these guys. I didn't like it. So I'm not discounting. But what about the other series? You got any other NBA plays for us? Well, I was just about to ask you, Gabe. I mean, is, is there something that you would you would tell me to talk me off Bucks minus one and a half games? Is there something that you could tell me right now to convince me that the Bulls can pull off this upset? Because I like the Bucks minus one and a half, and it seems like the entire world does too. Yeah, it's too pricey though. I'm on minus uh, two and a half, and I had to lay minus one fifty to do it. I guess you could bet exact exact games, right? Yeah, that's that's the way to go. I have the prices here, actually. The Bucks, the Bucks in four. All right, series total games: Bucks and Bulls plus 270. Five games plus 165. More of the on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, 24/7, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, McKinnon, it's always a pleasure, my man. We got a couple of minutes uh, left. I'll give you the floor. I don't know. We got three hockey games tomorrow. Got the overnight baseball. 
uh, as well. Man, this Yankee Blue Jay series is weird. I, 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 I would expect it runs. One night, one team gets shut out, and the other, the other team uh, gets shut out. Baseball is a weird sport, but uh, give us something on the way out here overnight, or uh, for for the NBA on the weekend. What do you What do you want to share with us? Now, first of all, it's always great being here, Gabe. I appreciate you having me as always. Uh, tomorrow's game: look, Rangers and Philadelphia. Um, the Flyers look at home. They got embarrassed tonight. I mean, the Philadelphia Flyers got absolutely demolished by the Washington Capitals. They lost that one 9-2. I expect a better effort out of them offensively, uh, but I don't really expect anything to change defensively. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers are you know, getting walked through by teams. I don't trust them defensively. I don't trust their goaltending right now. Um, but I do think that you know this core has that pride to bounce back, and I like it when they get an opportunity to do that the next day. Not a, lot, not a couple days rest. The next day, bounce back, get some goals. The Rangers' schedule has been very, very busy, Gabe, against some tough teams. Could be a potential letdown spot. I don't like to throw around those cliche handicapping terms, but it could be a good one, a uh, good spot for that to happen tomorrow. So I expect goals, Rangers and Flyers. No total I'm seeing right now, but I do expect it to be six. Oh, there's always a total. Uh, it is six. It is six. Perfect. Six, yeah, uh, and even uh, and even six. Um, what about tomorrow's NBA? You bet in the playing games tomorrow night? Have you decided on those? I've decided I'm probably going to be just betting props or nothing with these playing games, and or, or, probably nothing, honestly. Just get ready for the actual stuff. So during most of the season game with NBA, I was just betting totals, and uh, I'm looking forward to jumping into uh, these playoff games when the players I can guarantee actually care, and it's going to be nice to have that. So look forward to the playoff game. Andrew McKinnon is uh, kicking it with us. Wagertalk.com. You better just stick to the totals, man. That's what you've been doing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm Patrick Beverly. Stick to what worked for you. Thanks, McKinnon. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.